What is up, podcast listeners? This is Miguel Antonio, and you are listening to the Live and Create podcast. It's where I interview artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. We have a great episode today with Rachel McMillan. We'll dive into that in a second. But first, a few orders of business. I have a new track out, I Need a Light. It's actually a re-release from my previous band, putting it under uh, my solo name. I'm re-releasing all of our tracks uh, throughout the rest of 2021. And it's laying the groundwork for new music, all solo new music that's coming out in 2022 that I'm currently in the studio working on. Uh, But in the meantime, I would love for you guys to go. If you have not already, go listen to I Need a Light. Go stream it, save it, share it, all those good things. You can go to justthemiguel.com, J-U-S-T-T-H-E-M-I-G-U-E-L.com. Click music on there and, uh, again, just find your your favorite uh, streaming service. And again, listen, love it, like it, share it, all that good stuff. And also want to give you a heads up that we're going to be doing a live Live and Create event. It's going to be centered around the idea of mental wellness. Uh, Former podcast guest V Tran is going to be speaking at it, talking about the archaeology of self and, and really geared towards artists and helping them uh, help helping encourage all of us uh, to take a, a, a strong journey internally uh, to find healing, to find understanding, and hopefully to find a better future for ourselves. So that's going to be on October 3rd, and it's going to be at 6 p.m., and it's going to be more details coming out very, very soon. So keep your eyes open for that. I'll have that up on web, on the website, have it all on the social media. All my social media is at just the Miguel. So if that's something that interests you, just keep your eyes open. More deal, more details to come. And now for the episode today, we have Rachel McMillan. She's a soul rock vocalist, makeup enthusiast, and travel guru, and self-proclaimed jack-of-all-trades. Rachel is a woman of many talents. She leads the band Parvenu, tours in a high-end wedding band as a vocalist, and when she's not creating makeup tutorials, she's traveling the world. We talk band life and love of travel. She also shares about her journey of self-acceptance and personal freedom as a plus-size woman, and she also shares a powerful story highlighting the power of representation on stage. I use the word power there a lot, but it is powerful. (laughs) Uh, We also dive into the details of pivoting in business and the importance of the fuck it moments. Uh, My favorite thought she shared was this mantra that she she is here for a good time, not a long time. She's here for a good time, not a long time. It's a great episode. Uh, I do want to ask for your your patience in it. My, My vocals on here are a little... Just, just not where I would like them. So please don't let my audio uh, get in the way of her great story. And she also did this on vacation. She was on vacation, I think, in, if I remember right, in Mexico. Uh, so we had a few issues where I had to do some edits uh, just because of uh, Wi-Fi breaking up. But I was glad she made the time on her vacation to make this happen. I've talked way too much. Here's the episode. The Live and Create Podcast. You're you're a woman of many talents, doing all sorts of things. So I imagine you earn this vacation. I imagine you feel that way right now. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. I'm like, oh, I deserve it. I love vacation. I, I worked in travel for a long time, so I feel like I want to go on vacation and see the world. There's much more out there than just your hometown. So <laughs> that's what. <laughs> no, I. 
I agree. We actually just came back from a vacation ourselves, took our whole family out to uh, got a cabin up in the mountains or like Badlands area, North or South Dakota. And I always get those confused, North, South. And <laughs> I, I, everyone would say, where are you going? I'm like, North or South Dakota? What's the one with, right. Grand, with uh, Mount Rushmore? And then they would tell me. So, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. We're like, trips and vacations that's one reason i love touring like uh and the only only hard part of touring is i had to leave my family behind uh everything else really enjoy like just seeing new places and different things meeting new people and yeah i love that stuff yeah very cool i i haven't gotten that part of touring we've only done regional um but i love traveling uh with the family and my favorite is the beach but i definitely want to go more mountain viewing like i've only been to colorado and i uh-huh. there's a lot of stuff i'm missing just in america so <laughs> yeah colorado <laughs> out of all the mountains i've had the opportunity to see colorado still it's it's still my favorite there's just okay, a beauty wonderful. to them it oh yeah like i think estes park was one of our favorite vacations as a family and then like yeah. touring denver was one of our favorite places to go we would go to denver hang out there and then go play we played like a ski town up like uh-huh. right boulder and that kind of oh Oh my God. Cool. I love it. So, well, for you, you're in the makeup world. You're in the travel world. You're in the band world. You're a badass vocalist. I, that's, I want to talk about hopefully all those things in a short amount of time <laughs> uh, and, and let you get back to the beach. But there is one thing as I was looking through all of your stuff, I wanted to start with this because this, okay. this jumped out to me because I'm wondering who you found to write your band bio. Because it's the it's the funniest bio I have ever <laughs> seen, and for the podcast listeners, I'm just going to read it out because okay. it's pretty awesome. So they they can bear with me, and then I'd love to talk about. It. So this is for your band, and it's Parvenu. I've I've been saying it right all this time, right? Yes, yes, Parvenu is okay. correct. Just checking. I'm like, I, I'm skittish. I, I realized I had some friends where I've been mispronouncing their name for like years and they never corrected me. And so I'm like, now I'm, all, I'm always like super nervous <laughs> with a last name, like my last name. It's, it gets mispronounced all the time. So now I get nervous. But anyway, so here to the bio, it says deep in the heart of Kansas City, Missouri, four individuals come together to carefully craft their sound with a multitude of influences brought to the table. They form the experience known as Parvenu. Guitarist Thorin Pierce weaves intricate melodies with virtuosic touch. Pierce entrances uh, entrances, I can't even read. Pierce entrances audiences as his fingers glide across his cherry red Ibanez. <laughs> like a match made at the pearly gates, bassist Ryan Sloan unleashes his mighty thunderous tone. A disciple of progressive rock, Sloan's no- novel approach to his instrument adds unique textures to the band's intricate sonic palette. Joining in early 2020, drummer Alex Stockman supplies the backbone and pulse of Parvenu. His precise and just strikes serve as the mortar that binds each element of a Parvenu song. These tapestries of sound provide the backdrop for Rachel McMillan's powerful voice and reflective narratives. McMillan's commanding and soulful performance elevates the group's exhilarating performance, leaving the listener eager for more. Now, who wrote that? That that is amazing. Okay. Okay. Basically, now that that we're back, we had some technical difficulties. I edited it, and we're back in. <laughs> I think we're good. Um, and but yeah, like I'm just curious who wrote that and what inspired that because I read that and I was like, this is amazing. And what's what's great is it really does explain when you listen to your band sonically. I feel like it does a great job explaining <laughs> what you guys do okay. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I wrote that, um, and I just pitched it to the band. I'm like, how does this sound? And um, 
Ryan was like, you know what? Oh, let me read this. And I'm going to enhance a few words. And all those tapestry of sound and what other words he used, that's him. <laughs> so that was like a collaboration effort between me and Ryan. That's awesome. And I think you were saying like, uh, you called them dad words that you, you threw in yeah. all these like cheesy words. <laughs> yeah, the dad words. That's what I say. Dad words. That's Ryan. I love Tapestry it. of sound and uh, virtuoso, Cherry Ibanez, Curly yeah. Gates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the description is like, as he glides his fingers yeah. across his, uh, I love it. But so for <laughs> you, again, like your, your vocals are just off the charts you. you sound you. wonderful fits the band and like the vibe of what you guys do um but what's interesting i didn't even realize you sang because i met you i think the first time i met you was at um was it up down kc you were doing promo for the what was the buzz at the time i think and you were yeah. doing like in the broadcast world uh then come to find mm -hmm. out like as i followed you online seeing what you're doing with the band like but i'm curious all the way to the beginning where did singing like obviously your passion about it put a lot of time in where did singing and a passion for yeah. music start for you um i've always been passionate about singing um i think where it really all started was my uncle was a karaoke dj um, my family was super into karaoke. I grew up around that. And I remember like singing my very first karaoke song from the family. And it was like Evanescence, Bring Me to Life. Perfect. And my family just kind of like gassed me up. They're like, wow, you can actually sing. And I'm like, really? So I kind of just took that and run, run with it. <laughs> nice. Nice. For all those listeners who don't know, my band used to be Run With It. And we gave people extra points if they could work it into conversations. Well done. I liked it. How old were you Thank at this you. time? Did I miss that? I was, um, I was probably fourth or fifth grade. Okay. Um, so still pretty early think, on. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it came from a somewhat musical family because um, my dad's side, um, his kids from a previous marriage, they grew up in like Nashville area. And so my sister sang and uh, my other sister sang. So it came from a, some of a musical family. And um, I guess I'm the only one that really like wanted to do something with it. Um, but I really didn't even see myself as like a lead vocalist. I was a very shy person. So I didn't really like to, I never really saw myself fronting a band until, you know, Parvenu came to happen. But I, you know what I mean? It was just very... I don't know, unexpected in a way. Cause I, I really saw myself as like the, on the business side of things. Like I wanted to do right. A&R, um, working in promotions with radio stations. I worked with record labels when I worked at, um, uh, the buzz and I don't know, I just got to see that side of things. And that's where I thought I was going to be. And then, but I've always liked singing. I've always wanted to sing. I guess I was just shy. <laughs> and then I, was there, then I'm like, was you know there what? a moment? Was there a moment or a conversation that that finally said, I'm going to step out from behind everybody else and step out, grab the mic and be the front person? Well, um, I think so. We do um, like a local band thing with uh, the buzz back when it was the buzz. We had local bands open up and uh, for the visiting uh, bands that would come into town that would be on tour and everything. And I would just kind of see this. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I could do this. Like there's some people that have really strong connection to the audience. And I just feel like it could be so 
awesome to be up on stage. And I honestly would feel that every single time I would go to a concert. And I went to so many concerts when I worked for the radio station. And I just felt this connection, like this calling in a way of being on stage. And I almost get emotional that I was like, man, I really want to be up there. I can only imagine how they feel playing on stage, you know? And then, um, you know, (laughs) being a female and the music industry, it's kind of intimidating because you're kind of expected to look a certain way. And I just never felt like I was going to meet that. But then I think it dawned on me that I'm like, man, I'm only getting older. When the hell is this going to (laughs) happen? So So it's kind of like a fuck it moment. I'm just going to get out there and do it. Basically. basically. So um, I, I am plus size and, recently that worked in my favor because um it was about a year ago two years ago it was before COVID like right before COVID um the band and I went out on the road and we went to a place in the Illinois somewhere somewhere over there and um it was a small town and we had just performed and I you know scared because we're out of town and um my freaking headset fell off what's it called the uh, in-ears my in-ears oh, fell okay. off my <laughs> and then somebody had to come up on stage and grab it and put it, plug it back in it's great and <laughs> that, um that's a that real life show kind of thing right there it's like oh my mic's out my in-ears don't work the monitor's broke the <laughs> like all that sh- <laughs> that's when you know you're getting the real down. experience right oh my gosh my pants were falling down i was like trying to keep it off <laughs> Um, but so we got off stage and then I went to go, um, to the merch booth and there's this girl that kind of came up to me and she thanked me for like, I'm so glad to see a girl of my size that looks like me fronting a band. And I cried, (laughs) I I cried. So, so that was like one of those moments that I'm like, you know, why don't, I don't know why I'm so hard on myself with how I look. I mean, I could, I want to sing my ass off. Like I, whether you know, no matter what size I am, I'm going to sing my ass off. I'm going to sing my heart out. Right. <laughs> Hopefully I can cuss on this. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you can cuss all you want. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what kind of gave me a little bit of confidence. I was like, you know what? I'm going to deliver uh, the best performance. Anytime that we play a show, I'm going to try my best, no matter what size I am. And kind of just came right. that that was my effort moment, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's and it's powerful. I think uh, the idea of representation in general is like where people can yeah. look up and connect and see someone like them on stage. And it seems like you were able to provide that for somebody else. Was did you feel like it freed you in that moment? Because you were sharing just a few minutes ago, like that was a struggle of you of your own. Like I don't want to get up there. I don't look like these other people. Uh, did mm-hmm. it free you in a way, or is that still kind of been a journey? And if you don't want to talk about that, that's fine too. <laughs> but I'm oh, I'm no, just curious. Was that a moment of complete freedom, or or is it continued journey uh, in this world, in this rock world? Yeah, I think it's a continued journey because you know with being a little plus size, um, the only thing I worry about now is just having the endurance to put on a great show. I have a lot of energy for, you know, someone my size and, you know, my bassist, Ryan, he's lost like, I don't know, 70 pounds, crazy oh, amount wow. of weight doing the keto. Yeah. And oh, damn. okay. He, I know, I know. And he's done a wonderful job. He's been my inspiration for the weight loss. And I want to start doing that. 
take that a little bit more seriously after the vacation, of course. After, <laughs> so. Absolutely. I, I, I put on like nine pounds on our last vacation just in like one week. So like, like it was serious. Oh, I was yeah. focused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with, with the COVID situation, I won't lie. Like I, I packed it on because, um, you know, every industry I was a part of kind of shut down. And, um, so it's kind of been, a, like you said, it's been a journey. It's been a struggle. And it wasn't until recently that I kind of found that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, cause I, I worked in radio events are shut down, so I couldn't right. hang with that. Uh, they let go of the departments and, and I think as far as I know, they changed their name and they just kind of did a whole sort of rebranding, um, which good for them. I radio is obviously a small world. So, um, hopefully I run into those folks again sometime at a show concert. Those are coming back. And then, um, I worked in travel industry. So I worked as a travel consultant and then obviously that was shut down. So not until recently, I've been feeling confident enough to travel This is the first vacation we've been really on. So, right. Yeah. Well, and you were, <laughs> so you were on this journey, you're, you're seeing this own personal freedom sounds like as your band's starting to go out and play and you, you had your fuck it moment. I'm going to get out there and build this thing. Uh, and then as you started sharing, I'm hearing little snippets in that story, like the world shut down. Right. And for you, yeah. you're in all these industries, like every single one of them <laughs> that's significantly yeah. impacted. And like yeah. for when that first happened for you, what, what was that like for you? What, what were some of the things running through your brain? I had a little pity party for one. That's basically, but I felt, you know, for everybody else, I know. <laughs> I'm shaking my head because yes, I, I had my pity parties for a minute. <laughs> yeah, pity party for one. And, you know, I kind of went through this moment because, um, you know, I live with my boyfriend and he thankfully was able to keep his job. He works from home and we were able to um, basically survive off his income. Um, and I went back to school just because I was like, well, what am I going to do with my time now? Like, you know, travels down. That's what I'm good at certified in travel industry. And then I'm, I started makeup. That's really what I did. I had a lot of people compliment my makeup looks anytime I had a show. And so I just became passionate about makeup and it's more of a hobby. I'll say that, but, um, I, I don't know. I think that was like some, I don't know if I had this panic moment where I was like, what, what will music be like? And what will live music be like? And am I wasting my time singing? You know, that's kind of what was going through my head. Right. And, um, so. Well, and the way it looked, but, you know, for all of us, and I've talked oh, yeah. to a lot of different artists, uh, who are on tour and like, uh, you know, Mickey P right. She's, yeah. she was one of the guests on the podcast and it literally, it shut down the night after her, like the night oh, after her God. last show. And they had just come back from tour, all that. It's, it was such a moment, I think, for all of us of like, mm -hmm. oh, damn. yeah, so I can understand right. kind of that freak out. But That's it sounds okay. like, so I didn't realize you had just started the makeup thing. I thought that was a, a piece that you had been doing for a while uh, throughout everything. Yeah. But that that really kind of took took flight for you during COVID. Basically, yeah. So I had, I did makeup like in theater, like I did uh, high school theater, I did makeup and I did uh, prom makeup, but I never took it seriously. Um, and I never really got creative with it like I had during COVID. And um, I think, you know, when I worked at the travel agency, they really like, you should start a makeup channel on YouTube and all this other stuff. So I think that kind of gave me that confidence, like, maybe I should, maybe, you know, you're always like, 
more critical of yourself, I think. Absolutely. And then, so, so you had a, you had another fuck it moment and you started a makeup channel. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I like to say my slogan for my life is I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So <laughs> I love that. I just, That's a great way yeah. to think of it. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. That's right, brilliant. Right. I love it. Yeah. So I try to make them, I think of life as experiences. And if I'm like, oh, that's only going to be like a once in a lifetime experience. I want to try to take advantage of that. So I, I always think about stories and conversation topics and like, oh, you know, I want to have these memories. If I die tomorrow, I'm going to be like, I had a good life. Right. <laughs> well, and it's, yeah, I love that though, the way you said it. Cause I think of it just in the general of like, constantly thinking about when I die, what do I leave behind? Like legacy is a thing. Um, but then always thinking that same idea. It's like, this is a short, we have a short life. I have a lot of friends. We've had conversations where it's like, life is short. Is it, do you want to do whatever this thing that is causing so much stress for you for that short amount of time? You know, what, as, as we talk through issues and, and stresses and problems and, uh, but yeah, I, I love that. I, I keep saying it cause I don't want to forget it. Um, <laughs> the I'm here for, a, you said a good time, but not a long time. Yeah. And, I'm here for a good time. Not a long time. <laughs> it's interesting, even in all the things like this world, right. The band world. Um, it, it's even as I look back on the memories and the pictures, it was like, it was all the experiences with friends on the road or like the, the trips and the travel. As we talk about that, if, it's like all the stresses of life. It's still like, that's one reason I post like uh, people get annoyed probably on my Facebook page. Cause when I'm on vacation, I post like 70 pictures at a time because I'm they're there for me. Cause I want to go back and remember like the kids playing soccer out in the, out in front of the cabin or like us being on. Those are the moments that now, as I reflect on life, it's like, those are the moments that really meant something instead of all the shit I got stressed out about. And right. All, yeah. And it's definitely led to decisions to let go of, of career paths that, didn't bring me joy anymore. Um, and I, I feel lucky that I could, uh, cause not everyone can, it's not that simple, not that easy. I understand, but, but yeah, the idea of, of grabbing onto the, the career path that you, you want and in, instead of the thing that you feel like you have to do in a way, sorry, I just kind of yeah. riffed on that, but that your, no, your comment good. definitely inspired me <laughs> on that. It's I, you know, I know it used to be kind of like a bad thing. I used to well, I still do consider myself a jack of all trades. Um, I master of none, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> like I just want to dip my toe in so many different things. I think I'm just, I don't know if it's an age thing. I'm not, you know, I want to do all these things before I'm 30, but, and then I have older people tell me, don't even let that phase you like ages. You just got to live your life basically. Right. And, um, but I've always been interested in dipping my toe in different, different pools and, testing out the temperatures and testing out the field. So, um, yeah. That's, well, and on the age thing, that's, I feel you. Like there's, I had this weird complex in my head at like 29 was a hard age for me because I'm like, I'm gonna be 30 next year. Like it was right. weird. Like 30 <laughs> wasn't a problem. When I turned 30, I was already like processed that. But for some reason, 29 was like, shit, I'm gonna be 30. Right. And then I was 39 and I decided to go <laughs> out as a solo artist and I was like, I need to figure out something by 40. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I just keep getting this thing in my head where yeah. like now I'm 40. I'm like, well, shit, it's no different than last year. You know, it's like, and I keep trying to at least encourage myself. That age is just kind of a, a perspective thing. Uh, right. But I feel you on that. It's like, we only have this time. Like, let's just go do it. Let's try it. 
That's that's what I'm saying. saying. (laughs) (laughs) Now for you, you have all these pieces. Uh, What are some of the things you're dreaming about next? Uh, as the world opens back up, as shows start to happen again, as as radio starts doing more events, what what do you see for yourself coming up? Um, okay, so like I said, this this has been pretty recent. Like within the last couple of weeks, I got a job. That, this was by light at the end of the tunnel because I was still feeling sorry for myself. But <laughs> and uh, um, but I did get a job. I got recommended to be in this entertainment band that goes around and uh, now I haven't announced this. So this is, I guess my announcement. Um, okay, nice. <laughs> I got, got it right job. here. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically following in Adam Sandler's footsteps and I became a wedding singer. <laughs> Hell yeah. And you can make some bank doing that and having fun and performing. It could be pretty Yeah. Fun. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm with an established entertainment bands and they've been around for, I don't know, a long time because I remember seeing them at my, one of my old jobs of them performing. I used to work at a wedding venue and like a golf country club. And I remember seeing them a couple of times and I was like, wow, how cool would that be? And then it's like full circle moment. It was so, like crazy. That is um, awesome. So, Can you say yeah. the name yet or? Um, so it's Patrick Lentz Entertainment. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. They're incredible. <laughs> like that's an incredible band. Like they, with the corporate events and the weddings, like they yeah. nail it. I, I, I honestly, when people say they want to get in that world, I honestly tell them just go look at his website, see what they're doing because you need to learn from what they're doing. So well okay, done. Perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was just, you know, taken back to, you know, I have a friend from the music scene that recommended me and they reached out like within 40 minutes and I was so nervous. I get a call and I didn't recognize the number. I just went ahead and hello, not interviewed or, or I was like not prepared for the interview. And she talked to me for like 40 minutes and we had a great conversation. And, um, you know, she said, okay, well, I think you should go ahead and do it. And I'll send you a list of all of our events and sign up for the ones that you want to do. And I'm like, Oh wow, this is great. And, but that's, that's awesome. very similar to how the radio station would work is I would just pick events and, but now I'm going to be actually like singing and at weddings. And, you know, I come from like, that's, I know, like I said, Jack of all trades, but like I, I worked in wedding and events for a while too. So it, that's all like, it's all culminating together for you at this point. Basically. So uh, I'm very excited. I'm nervous. Cause I just, I, I don't know what to expect. I haven't really done cover music. We Harvey is really only originals. Um, but I'm looking forward to that kind of side of things because I, you know, entertainment band and I just want to feed off of people's energy in that way because people will get down at weddings and just kind of let loose and have fun. It'll be a little different atmosphere, I think. So (laughs) yeah. And their, yeah, their energy is, is brilliant. And the way that they craft their shows with the mashups and and all that, it's, yeah, yeah, I think you're going to have a blast and, uh, and it makes sense. Like hearing you sing, and what they're doing, I could see that just being a great asset yeah. to what they're doing. That's huge. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, when I'll, it comes I'll, to I'll, what's that? I'll, I'll have to update you. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm like, I have no idea what to expect. This is a whole different, but like I said, you know, here for a good time, not a long time. I got to go for it. <laughs> and just, just go for it. Like, yeah, all the fuck it moments, just go for it. <laughs> I love it. Now, when it comes to original music, when it comes to Parvenu, are are there anything yeah. on the horizon for you guys currently? Yeah, um, so we've been writing um, 
digitally. I guess that's the way this virtually. Yeah. Virtually, virtually. <laughs> so I, yeah. So beginning of last year, um, peak, like right before COVID really hit hard, um, I bought a studio set up. Had no idea how to use it really. Um, and they kind of gave me a brief, my bandmates gave me a brief rundown of how a DAW works. And I, you know, did commercials for the radio station for a little bit. And I had just very minimal, like, experience with, like, voiceover work and uh, did commercials. But that's about it. Like, I never, like, sang um, other than going to a studio previously. But I never did it on my own, let alone, like, having a piece set together. Right. Um, but I, they would send me instrumentals. Um, and I would just download the tracks and sing over them. And so I just learned how to do that really um over the last year and it's just been kind of crazy because i see i took pictures like progress pictures of what my tracks used to look like to now and like how stacked they are and i'm like man (laughs) i'm like that is progress right there i didn't even know what the hell i was doing like a year ago (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome seeing the progress and progression now do you do you guys see uh with that music you be working on do you plan on releasing anything in 2021 or are you looking more 2022 at this point uh for a big release um so we are looking at the option of rebranding um and that's been taking a little bit uh we do have songs on in our vault um that are we're looking at releasing and that might be later on in the year um, but we're kind of, there's a few things we're kind of waiting on to, to double check to make sure we can like kind of move forward. And, um, so I would say looking at rebranding, uh, like rebranding, like even name change, everything. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be because what we're doing now is astronomically different, um, then probably what Parvenu is classified as. Um, right. I am personally excited though, because I feel like this is the best music I've really uh, written, like the best lyrics I've written. I'm very proud of it. And I think the boys have gotten fun, like, you know, had a really great time being able to fully express themselves and on their instruments and go crazy. And it's just been fun just creating online. Like, we can get in the zone at our own house and then. You know what I mean? Send it over and see, okay, what can you build off of that? You know how it goes. Like, right. Just, uh, yeah. It's been That's interesting. Cool. It sounds like, like a very collaborative process for you guys. Has it, yeah. did it start out that way? Like you guys have always been a very collaborative unit as you're writing. Yeah. I think we're, we're pretty supportive of each other when it comes to, uh, each other's ideas. Like, I don't think we necessarily think that we have to sound a certain way. Um, we're just like, well, if we like it, we could build off of it and then create a song. If we, if there's a part we don't like, we can just change it later. Like we don't, I don't know. I think we just let the creative process flow majority of the time. So I don't think we're ever like, no, I don't like how that sounds. It's never like that. So everyone just kind of like moves with each other in a way. Yeah. So I, I'll say um, like Ryan has come up with melodies in his head and he'll come up with an idea and then send it over. And um, a lot of the times it's Thorin creating melodies on the guitar. It's like, Oh, I got something. And then, you know, people will just stack the tracks on each other. <laughs> and then I'll be like, Oh, oh 
oh, yeah, I got this. I'll come up with and make a song. Or And a lot of the times I have like random lyrics that come to my head when I'm driving. And so I'll like record it. I know I probably shouldn't do this, but I'll just record it when I'm singing in the car. <laughs> like, right. Okay. No, that's where a lot of, I feel you, like voice memos, like in the car, yeah. like walking down a hallway. I'll be like in a grocery store, like, like trying to sing into my phone, <laughs> you know, like any, anywhere you get the idea. Cause if you don't do it right then it could be gone. Right. And it's probably yeah. the best thing you ever written at that moment. Right. And so you don't want to lose it. <laughs> Same thing with the shower thoughts. I even thought about like an invention where you could like have a recording box or something in the just shower. The just button. so you don't have to <laughs> Remember this shower Alexa. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. You guys just put an Alexa right there in the bathroom and then you can just yell it out and yell out your ideas Alexa, or sing your ideas. Yeah. <laughs> that. And awesome. yeah, I've had, I've had way too many ideas that um, I forget just because I get out of the shower. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that was so good too. Right. It, it, it. Like and that, those are the ones that were probably the most brilliant is what I yeah. because I feel like because I'm like I can't even remember what it, and I was singing it for like 30 minutes or something and now I can't remember it but <laughs> exactly. now you share the story of you you know progressing as a vocalist and I'm curious where did the writing start for you where did you realize like I have these lyrics I have these thoughts and these these stories in me that I want to get out oh my gosh so that was relatively recent too um I was working at the travel agency and I was in my cubicle, just bored out of my mind. <laughs> like Cubicles you know, are really good for of... that. <laughs> I used to work in some cubicles too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just like, man, I could really use some inspiration or creativity with these bland walls. Anyway, so I just, <laughs> so I just, um, I had a notebook and I think I had written a couple of songs with Carpenter already. And then I would just got this inspiration one day and this like rarely ever happens, but I was so thankful um I had written like five songs one day and I was just like this is crazy where is this coming from I, I think wow. I've always you know coming from the radio side I think I've always tried to have that ear for what could be on the radio and like certain writing styles and then I also was in a choir and I did music competitions like when I was in high school but I kind of always you know, loved like creative play on word lyrics. And I just got creative with writing. I don't know where it came from, really. I Sounds took like a few English <laughs> I guess it's, I don't know. I've always just, I probably had a lot of angst built up with me and I'm like, built up with me and I'm like, I just need to get this out. <laughs> Start spewing out, spewing right. out greatness yeah. of new songs. So. But so that was relatively recent. Like I didn't, like I said, I wasn't, I never really saw myself as like a lead vocalist or anything. And I think once I took on that, I don't, don't want to say persona, but once I took on that um, more fully confident, I think I was like, okay, now i got to write songs. Now i got to do this. Okay. I'm going to do this. And then um, I probably didn't start writing until like four, four years ago, three years ago. That's yeah, cool. probably about that time. That's, so it's I really, was just a little bit more. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool really to it. hear that as you you were on this journey of of like self self acceptance and self confidence that as you stepped out of that, all these other doors started to open up. Is what it says. Yeah, and that's that's really yeah. cool. It's really encouraging, and 
I hope even as people are listening, like the things that they're dealing with, hopefully taking that next step themselves, like of embracing themselves and and just going forward in confidence. Cause that, yeah, it's cool to hear how each thing just started opening up for you as you took that. Journey. Right. And I think when, you know, when people listen to this, I hope that they realize it's never too late to start because I don't know how to play instruments and I didn't even learn how to read music until my senior year of high school. Um, and I still have trouble with it. So I'm more of like a, I listen and I guess I took like a few music classes and never really stuck with me, but I would like to play instruments, but I know there's people that can play guitar and, and sing. And that's, that's what I call like a, what's a double threat. I think that <laughs> if you already have that, if you ever have that, then you, you're good. You have um, an advantage to the people that just sing. Cause then you can uh, communicate and collaborate with other musicians and talk the music language because right. sometimes I have my bandmates that just like, oh, this is an E minor and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I kind of know what they're talking about. Like, but I'm, I'm just you, gonna... but I don't <laughs> Yeah. And I need to be better about that. And I got, you know, but I, I just worry about the lyrics for it right now. And if the melody sounds good, if it sticks, whatever, if they, if they agree that they like it, then I think we're in the clear. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I used to work with a vocalist. Uh, she was a very talented vocalist, but she was from mm-hmm. a world where she only knew singing and that was it. And then she started le- learning to lead a band. And yeah. I like, as we were talking through uh, her trying to figure out like, how to work with a band. Like it finally just came to a point where I was like, you're just really good at singing. So start singing to all the instrumentalists, everything you want them to play, like the things that are in your head. So she literally would start singing the bass part or like she found a way to like sing drum parts <laughs> some way uh, to people. And it, it was kind of a cool thing to see where she just leaned more into her strengths. And then all of a sudden yeah. people were starting to understand because she always felt like, ah, oh, shit, I don't know what this you know how to say this or how to say that where i i had right. a music degree and like lived in that world so it was really easy for me to do that but for her like mm-hmm. it was cool to see that moment for her just like this is how i communicate so now and then the band started like responding They're like right. oh i get it yeah you want me to do this with the toms okay cool <laughs> it, was, it was a fun little moment that's awesome yeah so you got that musical language that you just gotta learn about each other there's what's it called like the, the sense not a sixth sense, but I think that's why Thorin, Alec, and Ryan and I just gel really well together. We can kind of like, oh yeah, you know, like Thorin will be like, you gotta do this. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what's fun <laughs> like, about there. a band. Like you learn each other's like intricacies. You know, you really do get to a point where you know where the other person is going. Where like they're like anyone I've played in a band with in the past, like I will hire them first for any kind of event because I just know like I will barely have to tell them stuff in rehearsal or for a show because they just they just know and I know where they're gonna go when they like if this drummer hits the snare like this this is what's happening next like you just feel it and that's fun I love that stuff (laughs) yeah yeah and I that's something I'm gonna be working on like I'll look up how to stand on stage and different like movements you could do with the mic and there's there's a whole other like yeah there's a whole other side that I because I like I said I came from a choir background so uh and then kind of funny from the choir after I graduated high school I was like a backup vocalist in the studio for like rappers and hip-hop artists nice. so love it <laughs> yeah so that was like I don't know 18 19 20 and then um I think I started getting more into rock because I would go to karaoke with my family we like karaoke and then I would sing like Led Zeppelin 
And they're like, what the heck, where did this come from? Like, I went from Evanescence to Led Zeppelin and White Snake. And <laughs> well, I could definitely hear that classic sound in your voice, like the way you approach it <laughs> and like your guys' yeah. tracks. And it's cool that you have that, like, you, like, it's not completely classic, like you have a modern vibe too, but it's like you have this like nod to like some of the the greats uh of, of classic rock which is really cool thank really you cool. thank you and now you Very, you were on this it sounds like you've been on an internal journey for a good while but i know as we were talking offline you you have this past year has been kind of a journey for mental health as well and like so oh, yeah what as the yeah. world opens up and as you move forward uh for these next steps <laughs> the new dreams and opportunities you have what are one or two of the things that you learned over this pandemic shutdown uh, that you hope to carry as far as like mental wellness? Um, stick with being creative. Don't let that, you know, it's very easy to get burnt out on something or kind of feel like you lose hope um, with like, you know, I was in several industries that shut down and um, I think it was very important to still communicate and exercise that creative side. Um, because that's, what's going to keep you sane. I think that's what <laughs> helped me. And, um, you know, when you're stuck inside all the time and you, you really kind of ex- have to explore that side too. Um, and then you can end up with a great product. Like once this is, you know, starting to open up again, there's people that have released music. Like we got Tempest and Shadow Sin that just released music. Um, there's a lot of people releasing music and I'm glad that they, stuck with it during our shutdown. So I would say, um, you know, exercise the creative side and um, look forward and plan for the future. Even if, you know, yeah. Even if it's like the long-term, right. Long-term, short-term, you got to see the other side of things. Cause it's not, it's just a temporary inconvenience and it's not going to last forever. So that's all. <laughs> no, that's I know good. there's been a lot of people impacted. There's a lot of people been impacted. My, my thoughts are with them. And um, now what we got to do is just support local music scenes and local um, businesses, support local. So that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, just I, and like you said, there's, there's bands releasing stuff and, and getting it out there too. And, that's again that's what brings me so much hope i i also work as an agent kind of behind the scenes uh booking for a lot of different bands and uh, more in the private party corporate world uh as well Uh and that's it's like the the phones are just technical like phones no one calls anymore so it's all emails but like the the cliche the emails are flying in I, i don't know how you say it now but um it's nuts because everyone's finally like let's let's have let's have parties. Let's have the, let's bring life back. Let's get it going. And right. that's been cool to see. And, you know, like you said, there's so many people have been impacted. I've had a lot of friends who have lost people through it, uh, lost businesses through it and which is hard, but I I'm glad to see things going. And I'm, I'm actually past my two weeks of my vaccine. So super excited about that <laughs> at this point. Um, but yeah, that's, that's cool. So for you, just learning to stay creative, learning to, I love that perspective too, of like, keeping in mind like even though things might be stressful or hard right now like what can I look forward to in the future and you know sometimes yeah. for me it's like that that next trip coming up or whatever it is it's like right. let's let's just see it through to this thing or till we meet this goal and that's cool right. another thing is 
I like to say is uh, everything that you enjoyed as a kid, don't forget as an adult, hmm. you know, like there's things you enjoyed as a kid. It was very um, important to bring that in to, um, you know, being in COVID uh, time when you're like locked down and you're like, Oh, I used to love drawing back then drawing card games, you know, I don't know, just things that remind you how to live and not to forget that. So I love that. There's uh, one of my previous podcasts is a guy named Reed Masterson, a brilliant uh, magician and him and his wife, they tour uh, Ashton and doing that. And they got, and he was very open about it in his podcast, but they were hit very hard because that was fully hundred percent their business. They do large theater shows, that kind of thing, which like when we talk about things opening up, they're still not doing a lot of like large kind of events like that. uh, But that was one thing he did. Uh, He's like, I tried to remember what I loved as a kid. And I wrote a list, like he wrote a list of things. He's like, He's like, I'm not kidding. I went swimming in a creek one day because I was like, I like that as a kid. So let me go try that. So he went out on the Sunday. He's like, I'm just going to take my shirt off and jump in a creek. <laughs> and then they went snowboarding. Um, and uh, I think like it was this January or something. And because that was one of the things on his list. And that is inspiring because it's so easy, so easy to forget that stuff and the pressures. Yeah. And especially as the world clamps down on you because it stopped. Yeah. Uh, Right. Now, mm-hmm. now the last two questions as we wrap up. Um, so Live and Create podcast, the, the first of the last two would be right now, how would you define living a great life? <laughs> um, be true to yourself and don't be afraid to dip your feet in the water and try different pools. <laughs> like I said earlier, um, you know, sometimes you got to figure out what you're niches and um you know i'm still trying to figure that out myself i said i'm a jack of all trades i've tried different things i like different things i like different hobbies and surround yourself with good people um living a great life is who you kind of let yourself um who you surround yourself with and i think when people think like you but also um just being able to enjoy and live life to the fullest so Hopefully that probably didn't make sense. (laughs) No, that's cool. And like, I think one thing that jumps out in that answer, excuse me, one thing that jumps out in that answer, and also just really as, as you shared your own story is the idea of the Jack of all trades piece. And so I, I think I, and it's more just a thought that popped up as you were talking, but I wonder if the idea of like, God, I can't (laughs) hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> I'm a professional. I swear I'm a professional. Um, as I cough into the mic, <clears throat> I wonder if the idea of specialization was actually always a lie because in reality, mm-hmm. we all love different things. And it's like on the road, I'd meet, you know, someone who is like a, a like music executive thing, but you find out he's a vegan and he's also passionate about like this certain yeah. kind of beer, or he's really like, like we are such complex people. And I almost wonder if like specialization was just a lot of people trying to pretend I'm just about this or I'm just about that, where yeah. I think it's more interesting where it's like, you're a badass vocalist, but you also do this like crazy, like makeup stuff where you transform yourself. And it's like all those things, I think, add the layers to who a human really is. And yeah. In a way, I almost feel like the world is finally just embracing that. Like, actually that is interesting. And let's, let's just start 
letting that overflow. And it's cool that you do that. And I'm seeing more and more artists just say like, oh, I do this. And um, like, I know a rapper who's a realtor, like he's a brilliant rapper really? and he's also a realtor. So it's like, how do you merge those worlds? But it, he's figuring right. out how to do it, you know? And it's like, cause we are complex people. And I think it makes people more interesting. Like the more you find out about those, those little intricacies and different passions they have. So that's cool. That's cool that you're taking that journey. Thank you. Thank you. I still figuring it out. I'm, he'll be, I'll hopefully be a master of something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You, at okay. some point you'll look back and you'll, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm really good at that thing. Whatever, whatever it is. I'm right. sure. But so I the do. last question, how would you define creating a great life right now? Or I'm sorry. How would you find creating great things right now? How do I define creating great things right now? Oh my gosh. How would I find, or, oh my gosh. Okay. Let's see. How would I, what was the question again? <laughs> it's all right. Um, and I, I say right now, because I think, um, so I think that these definitions can change for every season. And so for example, like for me, creating great things right now, for me personally, as I've wrestled through it is, is simply finding a way to be consistent, find a way to get back to consistency in creation, oh. where I think once I reach that, I'll probably find another thing that I'll define great for me personally. So, so again, just kind of restating that, like right now, like in this moment, as you're looking at all the creative things you're doing, how would you define, like, if you look back on it, how would you say, what would make you say, oh, I did a great thing there. I created a great thing there. Challenge, challenge yourself, continue to challenge yourself because there's those times where you're, you do kind of feel burnt out and that's natural. Um, you know, I just had to join this 20 day challenge, uh, uh, for music just so I could kind of reignite that spark and it's okay to take a break. Um, and that you'll probably develop, um, an even greater thing, giving yourself that, uh, rest. And as long as it's, I call it like productive rest. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge. So you want make sure you're like rejuvenated, relaxed. Yeah. Productive rest. So just kind of, um, rest your mind and then think about what you'd like to create, what your life would be like, just your starting point. And it's, a, it's important to document your progress. I think that's the biggest thing that I've realized is, um, if you're feeling shitty now, um, it's not going to be that way forever. That, that's what I think about is like, everything's an adjustment in life. Everything you just adjust to. Um, and uh, there's always temporary inconveniences, but like, it's, I always like the, it's not a bad life. It's just a bad day. So that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. When I, I yeah. like that idea of documenting, documenting it as well, where you can look back and say, yeah. oh yeah, I did that thing. And that's cool. And I can celebrate that where on those shitty days that, that can help out. It's like, Oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. We're there. You feel, and there's another thing. I did, um, whenever I feel kind of crappy, like I made this scrapbook of all my accomplishments and that probably sounds kind of, <laughs> um, cocky to some, but like no, I when I was in right. high school, <laughs> when you're just like feeling low and you're just like, when you have that scrapbook, you can like look through everything that you did and why you should be proud of yourself. And that's why it's like modern day journalism or modern day journaling. 
because some people don't journal. So if you have pictures and that's why I'm a big fan of like, Oh, what happened on this day? You can look back and say, wow, I was in a bad place that day, but look where I'm at now. I feel, you know, so those are what I'd say creating a great life is being able to document your progress and, um, Taking the good with the bad. It's, you know, you can't have a rainbow without a little bit of rain. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you said something in there that one thing I've thought a lot about over the last year and a half is that concept of productive rest. I I am just a typically a very hard charging kind of human being. And it's mm-hmm. like we set these goals and we go at it uh, sometimes in very unhealthy ways. <laughs> and so I, I've been wrestling. How do, how do I pursue that and embrace that part of me without it being unhealthy, without me continually like running off the rails <clears throat> but it's so one of the things i'm passionate about is i'm in like the endurance sports world i do like triathlons yeah. and those kind of things and that's one of, one of the biggest things i've learned is rest mm-hmm. is actually one of the most important parts of the training because uh, you can't just like go 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 because your body will literally fall apart and that actually happened to me in a marathon i was doing because i was just i was pushing 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 up to training i didn't rest properly um but that, so the idea of rest actually being productive. And when I think of the creative process, I've, I've been trying to take everything I learned in that physical journey and apply it to the creative process. And the same thing where I, I hit that, where I was writing, 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 like two songs a day kind of thing for like three months and just Whoa. intense going nuts. Like, like I said, I get, I get a goal in my mind and then it's just gonna, I'm going to go. <laughs> and, but what happened was, is all of a sudden I hated everything. I hated everything I was writing. I hated conversations I was having with people. I hated like, and it was a good friend of mine uh, who's a producer. He was like, dude, you need to take your kids to the park, get the hell out of your house (laughs) and you need to stop writing for a while. And it really was. And so even trying to learn better rhythms of creation, because if in a way it's like, you can't create great things if you're not living a great life. And I, I don't mean great in someone else's terms. I mean, great by our own individual terms. It's like, it, like, I don't feel like I can create great art unless I'm also spending time with my wife and spending time with my kids and, and enjoying yeah. adventures with them or adventures with my friends, whatever it is, because then that I think overflows. So productive rest, I went on a long tangent, but I think you saying that, like, that's a huge critical thing, I think, for, for mm-hmm. everything, uh, but especially when you talk about creation, it's a huge thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, productive risk. Well, let people know how they can follow you and connect with all the things that you're doing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram at Rachel McFeeling Good. Um, that's <laughs> primarily, I know, that's the I radio it. name. <laughs> Rachel McFeeling Good. McFeeling Good is the username for most things. Um, that's where you can find my makeup page and music stuff. Uh, if you want to reach and follow Parvenu, we have um, we are Parvenu on Instagram as well as Facebook. And um, I don't really use Twitter. Sorry, uh, <laughs> YouTube. And then um, McFeeling Good, Mc, Rachel McFeeling Good on everything else. So YouTube and everything. If you want to look at more makeup stuff. Boom. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's really cool. The Mortal Kombat stuff was cool. Yeah. (laughs) Very relevant. I was so excited when that movie came out. Did you watch it? Did you like it? I did. I did. It was it was a lot better than the nineties version or whatever. So much better. Because I was always excited when a new version (laughs) would come out and they always sucked. And when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, this has hope. This has hope. Yeah. 
it, you know, what can you expect from like a, a you know, a movie being made out of a video game? Like I thought it was <laughs> right. impressive. Right. Um, but there's like obviously a budget and you're not expecting like an Oscar winning performance or anything, but <laughs> yeah, you know what you're I walking was- into. That was like when people were, they were like shitting on Transformers because it wasn't a good storyline. I was like, it's not of mice and men. Like I didn't go to the theater to be like moved. I wanted to watch alien robots blow shit up. Like that's, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the basic power moves and the, and the superpower moves like get over here. That's what I was waiting on. That's what we wanted to see there. And, but they did a, they did make it just much better than all the other ones, but thank you. I've taken up too much of your vacation already. So Thank you for making the time. Absolutely. I enjoyed myself. Thanks so much for having me on. No problem. Thank you for listening to the Live and Create podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment or a review. The Live and Create podcast.